spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs of this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label hi guys and the end spoken label back in the house on a sunday evening i've got a dear friend with me today and it's the first time i've actually spoke to this young lady actually although i have known her for probably a good part of four years now, but we've been aware of each other for a damn sight longer, enough, haven't we, Katie? So, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, it's a good networking process, Facebook, because I've got your link called Katie Com. I've got, tell me how you pronounce this right, Katie. Is it Katie Comrade, is it? So I've got that right. Yeah, I did have a separate um, Katie Comrade poet Facebook, but I got locked out of it a few years ago, so I tend to use mainly Instagram and Blogger now. But yeah, yeah I thought so, yeah. Now, well, see, I first came aware of you before Katie might tell me off here. Was it 2010 or 11? About 10 I years ago. I think 2010, yeah, because that's when I, I moved to, year after I moved to Chester and started going to quite a lot of open mic nights. Yeah, we've not actually formed met. It's quite interesting. Like it's, but I know, obviously, I support you by commenting a lot of your videos and poems over the years. You've yeah, done the same, same to me. And then like, I actually only ever sent the first message you on Facebook. What was it three? You reckon three years ago, didn't three you? Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, three years ago. So that went. Long story short, Katie had shit going on. Put it bluntly, yeah. didn't you? So, and we've been, <laughs> yeah, we've been friends ever since, really. So now, Katie, obviously, people that don't know you, obviously, you better, you better give everybody the spiel, haven't you? Tell yeah, obviously no, where like you're from, Richard. Interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Katie Comrade, um, also known as Purple Poetess, sometimes known as Rebel Poetess. Um, I've been writing since I was like five, it's in my blood, and originally from Somerset, southwest, um, and then moved to the northwest to Liverpool, John Moores University, when I was 18. Um, when I was growing up, I would say I always felt, like many writers, a bit of an odd one out, a bit of a black sheep, so going to uni and studying really made me feel like part of a community, and um, going to a club in Liverpool as well called The Crazy House where it was all the alternative jilted generation, I'd call us. Um, you finally felt like you'd found your people, and that's how I feel about poetry now, the groups that I go to and the online community. Um, so, yeah, moved to Liverpool, was there for, to cut a long story short, seven years. Um, moved backwards and forwards down south for about a year. Nephew was born, 
and then moved to Chester in 2009. Wow, God. God, that's some going that one. Obviously, now people know, well, you're not in Chester anymore. We know that anyway. So yeah, you're back so down I'm south. I'm in the southwest at the moment with family. Um, moved back here two years ago. It was the right time. I get bored quite easily. So it was the right time to make that time for family. My parents are retired now. You know, they're not going to be here forever. I'm lucky to still have them both. But um, wanted to have a bit of time for me by the sea. I've been learning to bodyboard, writing. found a brilliant supportive group down here writing so um I don't know what I don't really plan the future where I'm going to end up or what I'm going to do I know I want travel to be part of it but um you can write from anywhere can't you yeah yeah I mean all you need is a pen and paper which I've got next to me at the minute because I'm yeah. notes to go along yeah yeah completely now I found it interesting then like you said like when you wrote your first piece and you were five mm. well, that's some good in my case I know I was 10 so really I know. Have you, have you still got records of a lot of your early writings, have you? Um, somewhere. I think I, I wrote a short story about a man whose arms are made of saucepans. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, that was probably one of the first ones. And I remember I wrote this poem for my mum and it was about um, how lovely she was and it was like her face like an apple in the morning dew and her feet padding down like a cat on soft paws or something. So I was about seven or eight then. Wow, yeah, I my second one was, in fact, my, my first one was, I wrote a poem about Clothes of the Sky, and I got it yeah. all wrong because I'm colourblind, so it doesn't oh, matter. Nice. But the second one got me, de- I always remember this, the second one got me detention in school, it did. What? Because <laughs> at 11, because what I did was, well, I went to a school trip to Chester Zoo, actually, bizarrely enough, mm. when I was 11, and they asked us to write a poem about our day at the zoo. And I didn't like yeah. the teacher very much. We were, we were teaching us, so I wrote to Ross. Basically, said that the a lion broke out the cage and at the teacher. Oh, God. <laughs> they didn't like that very much. I don't know why. So, no, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, okay. Um, you've touched on a couple of things I want to talk about today. Anyway, first of all, now obviously I know you said before you are you, you are sometimes known as the purple poetess, aren't you? So yeah, tell so people that where that came from. Then, um, God, it's hard to remember now. It's been about um. 12 years I think um, one of my friends started a blog and I was inspired to start one too um I've always loved the color purple and I think I just came up with purple protest um the actual blog is called a quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog which some people might know I think it's the sentence in English that uses every letter of the alphabet in the one sentence um so that started that in 2009 that first blog yeah and obviously then what made you want to go into blogging um I'm always like writing and mainly poetry and it was just another way of expressing myself really um I was like you I was working in civil service at the time which was you know it's a reliable job but it doesn't always fulfill that creative side of you so I needed an outlet really for that noise in my head in a way to get my thoughts out yeah yeah no I agree completely I think you do need that sometimes like yeah. it was like it's there's some of you always you don't do is you go cracker sometimes that's for sure of it so yeah Definitely. get you completely with that so and that's why but yeah i know you've been you've been blogging for years haven't you so when yeah. did you when did you do your first poetry reading oh god um hard to pinpoint one i suppose i started going to a lot of them when i went to uni in liverpool um there's like a great scene there they good poets um loads of different nights um i think that was probably mainly it. i suppose at school i did bits and pieces but yeah when i was about 18 or 19, mainly. Wow. That was later. It was much later, mate. I started. Yeah. I, went for, for, I did it in uni when I was 28 and 29, 20 years mm. ago now. And then I went to a writer group about six years later in 06. Yeah. I did my first reading in 07. 
I know, I was, I was oh. drunk as a skunk in that first one. I remember <laughs> it well. I, I, yeah, I always think about that. I try not to drink at poetry nights because I think I think I used to at first, but then I thought, well, if it's almost like Dutch Courage and I'm going to those nights, I'm going to end up like quite drunk. So now I don't tend to drink before, but sometimes I'll, like tonight, after we've had our chat, I'll probably have a baby honey and coke or something, so... Yeah, that's fair. That's fair play. Fair play. I, I'm pretty teetotal nowadays, but I've got the stage yeah. where I, don't, I try not to. Moment, I try not to do it because you. I don't know who you're like. You go. To, I don't know where you are. I don't want the bar price to like. But certainly, if you go to the ones in Manchester, it can be like six, yeah. five, six pound a pint. And it's a lot, isn't I'm, it? I'm glad I don't drink nowadays, honestly, because it would cost me a fortune. <laughs> yeah, but. And it's like if you go on stage with three or four pints down here, it's. Doesn't work, do you? Because you end up. You no, recently I'm like half a beer. I'm like a bit tipsy, so definitely shoot that out. But <laughs> no, <laughs> um. yeah. no, it's good. It's good. It's what it is, isn't it? Are you able to see? Yeah. Do you ever do much writing when you're drunk? Then do you? Not really. Um, no, I wouldn't say so. It's more, more recently, it's like in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, There's, or um, when I've got some free time, and not not so much when I'm drunk. What about you? Oh, mine's because I'm so busy. It's crazy outside, but I don't write anywhere near as much as I used to. In my yeah. case, when I'm writing a poem, I can usually end up spending two weeks or three weeks writing a poem sometimes. Oh, really? It's just because I'm not a very quick writer nowadays. So. But, so sometimes I can like write one and edit it and stuff in like half an hour, so it just depends when it strikes me, really. Or yeah, something. yeah, no, no, I get it completely. The only thing I tend to be quick on is haikus. I know you've been doing a lot of haikus. Oh, haikus, yeah, they're brilliant. I, I want to do more, really. My writing group I go to now, they've got this, because not mm. all of them are poets, quite a lot of them are short story writers, um, but they've got this haiku book, and every time they like pass it around, and then you can like take it home and write haiku, or you can just look at the haikus in it and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, no, cool, cool. So tell us, um, obviously, um, we're looking at really, about your stories of writing, because obviously, like, I know, obviously, you had a reinvention a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah. over oh, shit. That's the best way of putting it, yeah. and I apologise for the bad language. When you, became the, right. rebel, when you became the rebel poetess. Now, yeah, that's right. So I went through... Why did this happen? And... Why did this happen? Obviously, not talking about your personal life. What yeah. made you want to do this re- kind of rebranding? Um, I suppose, in a way, I'd always... Um... I'm an introvert and I think sometimes there's not a lot of people that I form a close connection with straight away so I think I was often holding myself back or not being my true self and in writing I felt I'd found my voice so um, because I was out of the relationship that I left and I was in a bit of turmoil um, reinventing my maybe not even reinventing but allowing my true voice to come out um, was just like free therapies for me at that time and it um I think we've mentioned briefly I only intended it to be a the rebel poetess to be a blog for 10 friends to read to like a little diary and then it escalated and snowboarded in a good way um and yeah became really popular tell people obviously that is where people know this because over how many hits you've been getting at one point I don't know what you're getting now on the blog but what you get at one point weren't you it shows yeah, you so a good blocking, that's why. Because as well, um, I'm always quite interested in social media. I think, like anything, there's a, a light and a dark side to it, but I think it can be used in a really good way. Um, and I realised things like uh, mental health blogger, hashtags, that kind of thing, mental health awareness. I think it, it is still a bit taboo, but I think it's much more accessible and open to people. And I think because I was being so honest and open about mental health difficulties, um, that struck a chord with people. Yeah, yeah, no, it did straight away. So I think it's a lot of it. Sometimes, yeah, sort of pod, pod blogging or podcast. I said a lot of it is yeah. just look at the drawer, isn't it? So 
And you were, mm-hmm. I've, I've read a lot of that blog you were doing, and it's it's incredibly candid and honest. And that's why yeah, people I mean, are probably related to it. And I always have an idea for it. Like I've got this, um, I don't know if I've ever shown you this, so you've probably seen pictures of this bloggers journal. And mm. um, it's like full of ideas, and some of them I have um, used, but it's a brilliant journal. But I've, I've got a post I'm working on at the moment. It's, um, let me just get the full title because I've had it in my head, but now. You're filming me, it's gone out of my head. So it's well, we're on an audio today, guys and girls. Yeah. So, Katie, you can hide. <laughs> it's about masculinity, and it's called um, Boys Don't Cry Masculinity, Toxic Masculinity, Male Suicide, and why have we have to stop telling man, men to man up? Um, so I've got, yeah, well, so well, I don't ask you too much about that because that's going to be a blog post is going to go up, but yeah, do you find them? Because obviously I do blogging myself and it's I do music as well. And like a lot yeah. of it is you're channeling different parts of your brain, aren't you? Definitely. And it's like yeah. it's do you find like it's quite you 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 work in a different way when you're doing various bits and pieces? Yeah, I think so. Because the, the job I do now is working with adults with learning disabilities. So um so they're aged between like 18 and 25, and some of them are really creative. Well, like like anyone without disabilities really and I've managed to do a few writing sessions with them I do want to do more but they're like oh Katie let's do some acrostic poems in our friends birthday cards and stuff and it's just like makes such a difference that they go oh yeah poetry is something really fun that we can try rather than going oh that's boring that we learn about it in school um I think a lot of people um think of poetry as something that's boring from school and that's not exciting there's dusty old books and the fact that they're so up for anything is really rewarding. And oh, yeah, um, completely, yeah. yeah. It's, I think you're right to the poetry. Yeah. There's a common myth with that, where yeah. it is like, certainly when I was growing up in the 80s, and it it was a common myth. You ended up reading poems or poets are 100 years before you were, yeah. you were born sometimes, more, and it's very, very yeah. hard to get into the language. Definitely. I think now there's such an amazing scene, like nationally and internationally, like Manchester, well, you would have heard of him. I went to see once Mike Gary um, before yeah. Manchester. I actually, know Mike. I actually know Mike. Actually, yeah, I know. I know someone knows yeah. him. So yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, lucky enough to see him perform and I got his book. And I follow him on Twitter as well. He's just got such a unique voice. Just love him. He did a poem. Um, oh God. Um, it was a poem about was it Anthony? And Tony Wilson. Tony Wilson. Yeah. Tony Wilson. And the YouTube video. He's got all these. Well, you've seen it, but for people that haven't. Um, he's got this YouTube video of all these really well-known Manchester voices, um, public figures, reading the lines of the poem. And it's just an incredible video. Like, if you can go and look it up on YouTube, because it just shows you how you can use poetry in a way that grabs people's attention and does justice to someone's life. Yeah, no, dead right. It's poetry itself nowadays, is the scope for it is, like, you could take it in so many different directions and... Like if you want yeah. to like just keep it with personal and you know notepad or if you want people to see it, particularly in the past year or so, and I want to talk to you about next as well, actually, is like yeah. over lockdown, it's so many different ways of actually called apparent now of expressing yeah. yourself and it's gonna change more now society's starting to open up again. How have you found yeah. it over the past year then, Katie, when you're writing? Has it been quite difficult? I mean yeah, in a way, I actually enjoyed lockdown because it was it was more time to write and more time to like have quiet time and just heal from things that happened in the past and go for walks and walking in itself is like therapy you know it's um but yeah what, what I decided to do because I didn't want to just like do, have done nothing in lockdown I did um Tim Clare um couch to 80k so I don't know if you've heard of Tim Clare but mm. it's a blog and it's um I'm trying to think how long that, they're about 10 minutes each 
one you do it every day and i think you have day seven off and i however many weeks it's for he also does a hundred day writing challenge which i started and to be honest i've left it quite early on just being busy but um those tools really helped me focus on um because 10 minutes a day isn't much but when you're busy it's hard to sometimes sit down and make yourself do it yeah yeah no i agree agree with you completely like it's like i found so now i'm back into the workflow in the day is trying to get time for writing but i'm always a believer i will do something creative every day I will yeah, try and read have... try and read half an hour in a book every day if I can. And yeah. If I get a chance, right? Yeah, always having a notebook on you helps. Um, you've done an Apple Rhyme as well, haven't you? Quite a lot. I've done nine years of it now. It's been absolutely yeah. yeah. yeah some some of them some are more difficult than others. So did yeah, you did you follow all the, um, did you follow the prompts on it or did you go your own, go your own um, way? I remember i think this year i did and they were quite good prompts but it does vary what some years the prompts haven't been very good have they so no no um but you've got off and done your own thing sometimes haven't you yeah, for it i have yeah and it's like i will write the feet well, at least 30 pieces over in, in april this year's one i did 49 so 49 wow. haikus and then my head was like that by the end of it <laughs> six that's a good idea so. that's a good thing about haikus you can just have five minutes go all oh, right write little haiku i'm always writing them in my head actually but yeah in my case it's like i'll often scribble down the paper and i'll have to sit down afterwards and then look at the syllable count a lot of time and they just need to yeah. We jiggle it a little bit sometimes. So, so yeah. How did you? I think you got into haikus over lockdown, didn't you? If I remember reading correctly. Before that, yeah, I've been doing them for years, that, really. really. I'm sure I remember back in like 2010 doing one, and it was about it was something called like yeah, like 24 hour party people, and it was about it was a haiku, but it was about going to an all night McDonald's on the on the way to a night out in a club with a leather jacket and sunglasses on or something. So, a lot of people think that haikus have to be about nature, but you could be about anything. Yeah, yeah, not completely. It's, it's surprising. I like it's the common myth of it. It's like with poetry, really. You find out you're yeah. like the common myth of poetry, and I've I still encounter this sometimes. Like every line has to rhyme with the pre, and I thought yeah. no, it doesn't. That's yeah, why, so. I, I find rhyme quite interesting because, um, like like you said, a lot of people think from school, yeah, all comes after rhyme and be really boring. But I think it's hard to rhyme well. But if you you rhyme. A poem well you can come up with something really amazing but um it takes work i think yeah i don't agree that poems have to rhyme but i think with the beat poets and stuff it's um yeah it's, it's a whole other realm isn't it really yeah yeah i'll completely with it so do you have any a, a sort of ideas where you want your writing to go next to any, any projects you can um, reveal i kind of feel like now i've had these ideas and blogs and poems because i've got so many poems like Someone said to me the other day oh, about writing a book, and I'm like, to be honest, I've got enough poems to fill at least two books or more. I've got more ideas. I'm a bit of a procrastinator. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, ideally a book. I've got a big birthday next year, 40. So, um, oh, you're only, only a little puppy compared to me, uh, right? <laughs> well, yeah. We're lucky that we both look young. But, I know um, we look young and we look definitely so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be amazing if I could get my act together and either self-publish or have a book published next year. I mean, there's enough time to do it. It's just focus, isn't it? I would definitely like to do a book, do more of the blog, do more of the like social media side. Because I think like with the Insta poets and even we were mentioning TikTok, um, definitely I want to travel more. So I think the dream would be to be able to write and blog, but do it internationally, even for a year, say it take a year off and travel and do a poetry night in every country or something it's a poetry oh. dream but... 
You no, know, do it definitely. Always believe. Yeah. Always a firm believer. You ever can just try and read and write as much, as much like places you can because you don't. Yeah, know I always think to be a good um, writer, you have to be a good reader as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Well, excellent, good luck with definitely so. Well, that's pretty well covered all my questions, Katie. Anyway, so now so let you do the Sorry. hard sell now. If people <laughs> want to find out more about you, where are the best yeah. going? Yeah, uh, probably. I'm on Facebook, but that's really my personal Facebook. So um, there is a Rebel Poetess page on Facebook, which I use sometimes, but the main one would be, um, I do tweet a little bit, mainly I would say Instagram. Um, it's um, Purple Poetess on Instagram. And I have just joined, joined TikTok. Big wonder if I was too old, but I'm going for it. So um, Yeah, you were, you were telling me about, let's digress for a second on that, because you were telling yeah. about TikTok before, before we started recording. Yeah. It's not a packet program platform I've used. So how's your experience of that been so far? To be honest, I've been getting a bit bored of Facebook. I think it's like people posting pictures of their lunch and bragging about the babies. And when, you, when you're um, not married and you don't have children, then... Um, I get a bit bored of that. So it, it's, Facebook's good for keeping in touch with friends and family. But um, so basically TikTok, it's like, I think 15, either 15 second, 30 second or 60 second videos. And you can do anything. You could um, talk, you could sing, you could lip sync, you can dance. There's people earning like millions of pounds a year as TikTok influencers. It's exploded. I first heard about it through my students at work and I've joined it a week ago. Um, didn't post any content, had got 50 followers in a week, and then in two days so I posted some tiny little videos of me. Am I allowed to swear? I've sworn twice already, so carry on. Like, all made up, I fucking the camera basically, and like posing and pouncing and stuff, but um, you get some really like model-like people on it, don't even dances, and they know what they're doing, sex sells, but um, yeah, I've in two days of posting some tiny short little videos of me posing and with music over the top, I've got like 70 followers now and it's just going up and up and up and dms all the time which i ignore by the way unless it's yeah. about poetry but um i think it's anyone that's into social media should at least go and look at it and see what you think because i do think it's the future yeah yeah me too as well now obviously i know you're also on twitter aren't you as well so yeah i don't tweet that much but i do like to have a little rant sometimes but i would probably these days have a rant on YouTube. Oh, I'm also on YouTube, actually. So I've just started that page up again, which is a. Um, I'm trying to think if it is the Rebel Poetess. It might be Purple Poetess. We can find it, can't we? And we could do that. Do that later. Because yeah. people yeah. are wondering, obviously, like, look at the right at the bottom of the podcast here. I'll have all the Katie's yeah. details on there then. So because we right. I mean, we both forgot what some of these were at the same time, so it doesn't yeah. matter. So, that, so that's fine. But yeah, YouTube and YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I would say the main ones. Or email. Forget about email now, but yeah, take it for granted. Yeah, do that as well then. Vanny is fat poetry, right? Of course, right? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay, okay, guys, that's it for the first part. We'll let Katie get composed and we're back to you in two minutes. See you in a second. Spoken Hi, guys. Still here with Katie. I've not actually confirmed the point that Katie's going to do now. She was talking about four or five before. Whether that's four or five dozen, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> no, could easily have done, but yeah, I had to be strict and edit which ones I'm going to read. That's fine. You go for it, my friend, okay? Go for it whenever you're ready. Okay. Thank you. Right. So um, I've picked four or five different poems to read. Um, most of them are quite recent within the last two or three years. Um, so I think I'm just going to read them and try not to waffle too much. So the first, well, I've just realised, sorry, there was one <laughs> that I don't think I've got there. So no, that's fine. 
see waffle. Right, so the first one I'm going to read is was written in 2018, as Andy mentioned, a time when I'd gone through quite a lot of turmoil in my personal life, which I'm don't really want or need to go into here. We've all been through trauma. But um, the good thing was it resulted in an outpouring of creativity and some poems I'm really, really fucking proud of. Sorry to swear. Um, if you don't like swearing, you might not want to follow me. But I don't swear all the time. So anyway, um, this first poem, it's about mental health. And it was inspired by a meme I saw about Disney being dead inside. It's called Disney is dead inside. I'm just going to read it. Disney is dead inside. Mickey's eyes have lost their sparkle. Minnie is stalking Meghan Markle. Donald Duck's gone schizophrenic, frantic, fiery, frickin' frenetic. Princess Elsa's not sound of mind. Belle's bipolar, such a bind. Winnie the Pooh's having a wobble. Cinderella's got the collie wobbles. Ariel's anxiety is at breaking point, but why? It's hard to pinpoint. Princess Jasmine feels just fine, or so you'd think, looking online. Olaf's OCD is off the chart. He's channeling his pain into snowy art. Rapunzel's on a cocktail of drugs when all she needs is a massive hug. Pluto's on Prozac to watch your back. Goofy's got PTSD, Gaston's got the blues, Cinderella's lost her sparkly shoes. Anna's anorexia, but what's it to you? Sugar-coated hopes and dreams, cute fluffy kittens and motivational memes. When really it's time, make-believe died and even Disney is dead inside. Thank you. Really, so great the start. next poem. Great start, that. What I've got to ask you, why did you... Oh, sorry, sorry, Katie, good question for yeah, Carol. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, good what point. made you want to do this about Disney? Is it a kind of loss of innocence poem, this one? Um, Kind of, but I think I've always loved Disney. Um, But I'm, I remember years ago seeing another meme. It was something like um a group that a load of women joined called Why Disney Has Ruined My Faith in Men. And I kind of... I know it was ironic, but I found it quite sad that saying that men are so shitty that... You can't believe in them as being someone that's going to save you, not that another person should save you. But um, yeah, it was just based on that whole, Disney's got a perfect image, haven't they? And then someone tweeted this meme back in 2018 and it got a lot of shit online, I think. So it's about, I suppose it's mainly about an image being pristine and then it being shattered. Right, yeah, yeah, no, I get it, but no, it's a good, I thought I thought it was right with that. I knew it was something about lost effort or so. No, it's a great start yeah. anyway. Okay. Let you go straight into number two now. No more questions. Okay. okay, so this next one um, was also written in 2018 and it was inspired by reading about um, Kim Kardashian had been for a vampire facial, which is where you have blood taken out of you and injected into your face to make your face look all young and sound horrible. Each to their own, but I'm not very good with needles or anything invasive, like, oh, you'll see. If people want to do that to themselves, then... They can do that, but not something I choose to do personally. So this poem is inspired by that. This is You Are Enough. There is a YouTube video of this as well. You are enough. No Botox, no fillers, no vampire facial. You are enough. No thigh gap, no leg day, no hashtag Monday reservation. You are enough. No Brazilian blow dry, no human hair extensions, no short choppy bangs. You are enough. No slimming world, no starvation, no hashtag clean eating. 
you are enough. Just you, your heart and mind, your body and soul, you are enough. Thanks. Well, that's really powerful, that there. Definitely. Thanks. So, yeah, and that's really proud of that. And that's, that's got quite a lot of love over the years. But, but I think it's a message that even I forget it myself sometimes. That it's Although it's a really simple message, it's it's hard to always remember it for yourself. It's easy to be kind to other people, but it's hard sometimes to be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah, now straight away. I agree with you completely with that. I think a lot of people got to learn sometimes when they get older, it comes older, and sometimes the wisdom is you learn yes. to love yourself more, and sometimes yeah, so learning it is a hard process. With, yeah, I was having a conversation with a friend recently, and they were saying, like, the most important thing that they've learned in life is to accept themselves as they really are, and I think... I said some people accept themselves quite early on but like certainly for both of us and it's um yeah it takes time but I think you can see a difference in someone that likes themselves who they are and someone that's trying to be something they're not yeah no I agree completely so right okay we'll better move on aren't we we'll be here all night of what yeah. oh god yeah <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know if I'd have anything to say, so you're doing great. A good host. <laughs> I'm the hostess um, of the hostess. <laughs> um, okay, so this next one, um, see the theme here. This was also written in 2018. I have got lots of poems over the years, but like I said, with the outpouring of the reinvention, um, these are some that I'm particularly proud of. So this one was about the world. You can tell I'm not big on football. Was it the World Cup in 2018? Was it the Euros? I don't even know. It was one of them. One of them. <laughs> one of them. One of them. Yeah. One of the other. Um, one of the other. I got we get probably Euros. Probably um, Euros. Yeah, it was about that and that summer and how that summer, as I briefly touched on, was a real time of turmoil. But actually, the sun was shining. Got to go out in the sun, um, have a few mad nights out. So, what could have been a really awful time? Like anything, you had to make the most of it. So this is about the mood in England in summer 2018. It's called This Is England. Okay, this is England. This summer, England's felt like Rome. Sunshine, shade, and it's coming home. Me and my mum and my nan and my dad and a bucket of vindaloo. Fuck it, it's coming home. This is England and it's coming home. DJs grooving and breaking beats, pumped up lads, hissing in the street. Kids and dads waving flags. Boozers and cruisers sharing fags. This is England and it's coming home. The sun beats down and it feels like Rome. Come on, England, the nation roars. Three lines on a shirt, hot girls in tiny skirts. Nans and granddads, mums and dads. It's vibrant, it's wild, it's proper mad. This is England and it's coming home. Just like our boys back in 66. It's groovy, it's funky, it's proper sick. Southgate in his waistcoat looking suave and sharp. Mums and girls scoring goals in the park. Students and workers in St. George Unite. We're rapping, we're rocking it and we feel just fine. This is England and it's coming home. Summer of love, this could be Rome. The end. I like the ending there, definitely that. So yeah, you definitely that. No, it's got. I can Thanks. really, I can really see that piece there. It's very I've, much um, a performance a piece. Of that one as well, but yeah, I'm glad it captures the mood. Yeah, it's definitely a sort of performance piece. Yeah, definitely, I saw that. Yeah, yeah excellent. I think having been to a few like, as a Manchester nights, I'm always really in awe of how the Manchester poets perform their stuff, like especially without having the book in front of them. That's something that I want to work on really. But um, yeah, it's definitely. Performance based, absolutely. Yeah, it's not something I could do. So I'm too, I'm too, I'm dyspraxic and dyspraxia. Oh. It's not impossible. I get around it, but yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. So, 
Okay, uh, are you going to do two more or is this going to be a finale? Um, now, I did have, let me just look at my list. There's definitely one, well, there is another one. Right, so there's, yeah, I can definitely do two more if there's time. Yeah, They're yeah, perfect. Different. We've got loads of time. Go for it. Um, pardon? Sorry, my yeah, we could, sorry, yeah, we've got time for two, yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um, the first one, um, I probably need to give a trigger warning because it is about, um, from well, I didn't have that, about a inform abuse of a relationship or an incident in relationship relating to um i'll just read it but yeah trigger warning um regarding sexual not abuse but sexual you know domestic abuse i'd say not physical abuse verbal abuse but there's thin lines everywhere so this is called 2006 which is the year that the incident it's about happened so i'll just read it and it's quite hard hitting so if anyone's listening and they think they would find it hard to listen to then I won't be offended if anyone covers their ears or walks away or something. So um, this is called, I just have a drink to get my nerve up to read it. I don't think I've ever read this one anywhere. So here goes, this is called 2006. Two couples, her in white dress, him in morning suits. You in your gray suits, me in a strapless Jane Norman number. We are all 24. You, seven years our senior. Now, in 2006, you act like the man-child you are. Photos from that day show smiles, a cake cut, me holding a wedding favour. The next morning, you scream at me for asking you to join me for the B&B breakfast I paid for. My hands shake as I butter the toast in this beautiful Cambridgeshire bed and breakfast. Through the glass, I see the red glow tip of your Lambert and Butler glow as, unable to resist a freebie, you've changed your tune. You sit down to full English as though nothing has happened. Before we leave, you take me from behind in the hotel bathroom, still wearing suspenders, my wedding heels, which pinch my feet. Six months later, I leave you. 10 years later, she leaves him, and I wish we'd both seen the red flags sooner. That's that one. Good grief, good grief. So yeah, that's, um, I wrote that, I think I was either 2018 or 2019. I heard Holly McNeish read a poem and the style of it inspired that really. But yeah, as you can tell, it's a poem that was a long time coming really. Yeah, there's a, there's a real rage in that piece, but what you've done is mm -hmm. rage that you've held back. So yeah, I must yeah. respect you there, Katie, that one. So there's a lot you could say, but we'll just move straight on. you got my, you yeah, got my love and respect sure. for that one straight away, so. Yeah, thank you. So the last one, it's um, a love poem. It was written in 2018, although I think it's one that can be universal, really. It's about love, but it's also about travel, potential. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to go into anything personal, but I think it's appropriate to read it today. And um, like I mentioned, I've always had a, a real country siren song, called me back to the northwest. I'm in the southwest now, but it's... This is a yeah national and international poem, so it's and it's also about social media. Hope you like it, everyone. Thanks for listening, and um, come and check me out not in that way on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and um, join the conversation of the Rebel Process. So this is called "Our Holidays Are Not Public Property." I want to romance you in Rome, be my Valentine in Verona, scale the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel and witness the creation of Adam on your skin. 
I want to frolic in Florence, pour out poetry in Portugal. I want to double date in Dublin, dine out in Dubrovnik, bed in in Budapest, John's Imagine inked on my skin. A summer of love on the yellow submarine, me in my short shorts, you the ship's captain. I want you to take me out in Thailand, ravage me in Rio, serenade me in Siena, arouse me in the Algarve, gently caress me in Germany, seduce me in San Francisco, amuse me on the Amalfi Coast, marry me in Milano and lay me by Lake Como. Love me do on Penny Main, hold my hand on Matthew Street, strawberry fields forever, no selfie sticks, no Instagram hashtags. I want to remember the oceans in your eyes, have fireworks naked under the stars, no looking at the camera but into each other's eyes. I want to put our photos in frames, not on Instagram, because our holidays are not a big property. Thank you. Tremendous. Great way, great way. Finish off that, Katie. It's a Thanks. tremendous set. Thank you for that. So, so that's it anyway, guys and girls. So, okay. Katie, hang around. I do need to speak to yeah. you off mic, but it's been a great. pleasure today. It'd be great to chat, yeah, Jack. The first time in about 11 years. Yeah, good fun yeah, meeting along the last. Um, I was thinking I'll have to virtually join some of your um, events that you do, poetry yeah, events. Always welcome. Right? Always welcome. We'll speak great. about off mic in a minute. So, yeah. anyway, guys and girls, that's it for this time. I say thank you again, Katie. It's been great to finally Thanks meet up me. in one way after another after 11 years. So, yeah, the perks Facebook, everybody. So, that's it anyway, guys and girls. So, as Don Callas says, stay safe and stay over, and we'll see you all next time. Spoken, mate.